Hi, everybody. It's Camille. Welcome to episode three. Today's question is, how do we add student agency into an online course? You might be thinking, well, why would we want to do that? Because that sounds complicated and messy. And it's true. It is. And in my opinion, when the people in the course, that includes the students and the instructor, can really bring themselves into the course, when it is dependent on who's there and where they are and what they have to offer and what they need help with, that's going to be the best learning experience for everybody. For the instructor, a course like that isn't going to be boring and dull and mind-numbing. And for the students, it's not going to be something they just have to get through. It's going to be something that changes them, that helps them to learn on a deeper level. So how do we get online courses that are like that? Many times these online courses are designed before the students arrive. We don't know who's going to be in them before the semester starts. And a lot of times they're designed by people, not even by the people who are teaching it. You may be teaching an online course that was designed by someone else. So how can we make this work? <clears throat> the key question to ask yourself when you think about your online course or courses is to think, does this course look, run, and feel essentially the same every semester? Could you pretty much do it blindfolded? Do you have surprises? Other than maybe, uh, you know, occasional student drama, somebody's father dies or the, um, you know, they get really ill or something like that. But in terms of the course itself, do you, are you on your toes or does it pretty much run like it does and you just come in and grade and maybe do a few things? If it's basically the same every trimester or every semester, then I think we can safely say that you probably don't have a course where there's a lot of agency either for you or for the students. So what are we supposed to do about that? I've got a few suggestions and many of these are going to be things that you can do even if you didn't design the course. Maybe you can add some of these in. I found that when a course has been developed by someone else, it's often easier to add things on there. Many times you can't take things out. <laughs> Sometimes you can make small tweaks to customize the course just a little bit. So one of the suggestions I have is to leave the syllabus a little bit open. I know some people leave the syllabus all open. They don't even really create a syllabus till the students show up and they see what they need and what they want. In a course like mine, which is a physiology course, we have certain things that we really do um, students need to have because it builds on, uh, you know, they're going to build on that in future courses. So we don't have quite as much leeway as some people might, um, and perhaps you don't as well, but there's still room to leave some topics open for the students to let you know what they're interested in, what they need, what they want to learn more about. In one of my courses, I have some live sessions scheduled that are optional. They're not required. And I tell students, we're going to talk in these sessions about whatever you want to talk about. And we vote in the first week. I'll put up some ideas and then they can add ideas and we all vote on them. And whoever's are the top three, we have live sessions on those three topics throughout the trimester. And I found that this is really interesting for me because a lot of times they'll vote on something that I don't really want to do a lecture on, or I have never thought of doing a lecture on that. And when I um, I'm kind of forced to do that. I learned. I learned so much. I'm often really glad that I learned more about that or I updated my knowledge on that topic. So it's helpful for me and it's helpful for the students. It keeps the class really fresh. And they know from the very first week that I care about what they want to learn about. They are already part of the class. The course is already different in that very first week because they were there and because they voted. Um, another thing that you can do is allow some kind of wiggle room for the students. 
So that's something else you can do in your syllabus. So if you have assignments that are due weekly or every other week, would it be the end of the world if the students could drop a few? Can they say, you know what, I'm less interested in this. I don't have as much time this week. I'm busy. I'm sick. I'm doing whatever. I'm just going to, I'm not going to do this one, but I'm going to do the other ones. Is that something that you can build in? Because again, then the students can make the course their own. <clears throat> I also like to build in a lot of choice when it comes to assessment. So for example, in one of my classes, I have the students choose to either do a large final exam or a large final project. So instead of just by default, everyone's taking an exam, they are opting in to one or the other. And I found that it makes a huge difference in how invested they feel in the course. Um, it doesn't feel good to be told that you have to do something on any level. And so when you're, instead of being told this is what you're doing this semester, of saying, well, here's some options. Here's how, here's some choices that you can make about how the semester is going to go for you. There's a lot more buy-in and there's a, a better sense of having the course that works for you and the way that your mind works, the type of work that you want to do that's most effective and efficient for you as a person. So are there ways that you can build in choice in the types of assessments and the options the students have for demonstrating how they understand the material? Um, another thing that you can do is ask the students to use photo or video to bring themselves into the course. This is pretty simple. Um, many times in the first week of the class, this is a common practice in online instructors, is to ask the students to post a picture of their own workspace or something they did over the break or um, you know, if they have a pet, to post a picture of it. This does a couple things for me. One, it helps me know that they know how to post a picture because I <laughs> have them post pictures into the LMS of, with a fair regularity. Uh, but number two, it's really interesting. It brings that week alive. It's fun to see what the students did over their break or to get a glimpse into their, uh, you know, ugly Christmas sweater that they wore or their fun trip that they went on or the fact that they moved over the break and it's just them in a pile of moving boxes. Those are all really interesting and fun things. And it helps me get to know them. It helps them get to know each other and uh, kind of brings that into the classroom. I will often use Flipgrid to do videos and I'll do a separate, uh, maybe I'll do a blog post on that because it's a, that's a fun tool that you can use as well. Uh, but having them, having them show you a little glimpse into their lives is a great way. And it doesn't just have to happen in week one. Sometimes I will offer a little bit of extra credit if the students encounter any, anything that reminds them of physiology or something we're learning about and they snap a picture of it and post it in the, uh, the online forum. And this can be something as like I saw a leaf that looked like that reminded me of the uh, you know capillary system or something like that. That uh, they can they can bring that in and it's fun and it keeps everybody engaged. I also have students do assignments that bridge this gap between quote unquote the real world and the online world. So for example, I might have students um, go into their kitchen and I'll say, listen, you can only use what's in your kitchen right now. And I want you to create a model of uh, a contracting skeletal muscle. And so what they do is they'll, you know, they get out in their spaghetti and their pomegranate seeds and they start making actin and myosin and all this stuff. Um, and then they take pictures of it or a video and post it online and talk about their model and how it lines up and maybe how it doesn't line up with reality. And this is, this is great because first of all, it's different every time I love looking at their models and hearing them talk about their models um, but it also, I get to see what they have in their kitchen and, uh, you know, little, I hear their voice or I, uh, you know, see their fingers and it really helps everybody feel like there's real people here that we're collaborating together. 
So these are just a few small ideas that you can probably um, hopefully work into your course if you don't already have a course where the students show up. I'm sure there's other ways that we can add student agency and I'd love to hear about them. Um, I think what we're looking for is a course that emerges from whoever's present. So if you have that sense of coming together, of learning with the students, of uh, change and surprise and engagement, you personally, not just the students, but you, are you feeling engaged and interested by what's happening in the course? I think that's a sign that you're going in the right direction. So I'd love to hear your ideas. Please uh, feel free to email them to me at thinkingofyoupodcast at gmail.com or post a question or comment in the link I'll put below. I'll also link to a blog post I did on a similar topic not too, too long ago. Uh, As usual, I'd love to hear your questions and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for being here. Take care.